Hi, my name is Abek Femizi. I am over here with Catholic versus Jews. Welcome to everyone listening to the show today. So tell the listeners a little bit about who you are, what you believe, and why you believe it. I grew up in France, in a small city it's called Aix-les-Bains, on Savoie. And I make my first years over there, behind a big rabbi. And then I moved to Marseille, and I moved to Paris. Then I came to the state, New Jersey, Lakewood, New Jersey. When I start my study to become a rabbi, it's 25 years ago. And How old were you then? I was 19. 19. Is that normal to start your studies at 19? No, the truth is that it's usually we come much later to this kind of school. We need to come about 22, 23. But I jumped a few classes. That's why at the age of 18, I was with boys. I was 25, 26. And at the age of 19, I have, we need to make a move to go somewhere. I have two choices, or to go to Israel, or to go to the state. That it was a too big school. So I decided to go more to the north and go to the state versus Israel. And um, I learned over the three years. And I get married, come to Montreal 22 years ago. And uh, since then, I'm a rabbi. I started a small community, a bigger community. And now I have my own school of rabbis. That is, I have persons coming from all over the world, from France, from Israel, from England. They're coming to learn and to study how to become rabbis. We have uh, some kids, they are not married, that above 20. And they continue till uh, they finishing the rabbinical uh, studies. About, taking about five years till we are able to give them uh, the permission to officiate and to become themselves a rabbi. What is your? I don't know if you call it a denomination or your brand of Judaism. Are you Orthodox or? Okay, we are for sure. We are Orthodox. By definition, the religion, the Jewish nation, it was no reform, no conservative, and no ultra Orthodox. It was only to be a Jewish, meaning to observe the six hundred three law that they have in the Torah. By definition, I think we cannot be Jew and decide, I believe in God, but I think God made a mistake. God know everything since the beginning till then. And he can imagine and he can view and he can know everything will happen from day one to the years of 6,000 that for us it will be the last day. Therefore, to say we need to have a reform on the religion is against our belief of the superpower that we call God. Now, you mentioned the 6,000 years. Are all Jews young earth believers that the earth is not millions of years old? No, we believe in the creation. God created the day and the night. And we know that everything is go six and one. Six day of the week, and then the seventh day that's called a Saturday, Shabbat, that we have the rest and everything is resting. Mm. The same, we have six years for the land, that we're walking on the land, and the seven years we're resting the land and we don't walk, it's called the Shemitah. And the same for the world, it's every day, it's a 1000 years. Okay. Therefore, we have 6000 years, and the end after 6000 years, God go to rest, and the whole world will discipline after this 1,000 years, and then you go to have the recreation of the world. This is what we call the new heaven, new earth. Exactly. Right? So, is there any connection between the Christian conception of heaven and the Jewish idea of the afterlife? It will be more easy if you tell me what you believe. We believe in the, the new heaven and the new earth. This world will be destroyed, but be recreated in an elevated way. But the whole point is not to enjoy a new creation. The point is to enjoy God and the presence of God and to be with God. Do you Jews agree exactly. with that? Every single person that he was created, he have his uh, free choice to do good, to do bad. And I can decide to be helping people. And we have a choice to don't help. And we have also the choice to hurt someone. It's also part of the free choice of the man. But he will come one time after the recreation that he will be the world we don't have a temptation. That he will be only 
to do good and these free choices of bad it will be a different concept because yeah. we don't talk about robots robot no. they do only what they supposed to do our desire will be to follow the desire of God mm-hmm. and the decision of do something we're not supposed to do it will be so clear for us that we'll want and we'll see the good that for sure will be our decision to do good we believe that angel they are also able to do bad and good but because they are so close to God they see the reality because me I don't see all the time the reality of my action I will not see clearly the consequence of my action angel they live so close of God that's why they can see yeah. so closely the repercussion of the action and they know the good and the bad that's why it's for sure that choosing the good do you believe in satan or an evil spirit that fell from god's grace and that is forever damned meaning uh, meaning that there are angels and some of the angels actually disobeyed and that they will never be forgiven they're damned do you believe in hell we believe in hell you believe in hell do you believe there are spirits that are yeah but we believe hell? everything is come from god the difference is do we have any way a power can function with no god we believe that is not possibility of living with no God. Yeah. That's why saying that God is pushed away and don't want to see him, but he still have a power, it's something that is very difficult to understand. If you believe that God created everything. We believe that God is everywhere, even in hell. Yeah, true. We also, the concept of hell, we can say that God wants to punish you, that someone you did something bad, okay, I will sign you 10 years, 2 months, I know how much over there. And then what? Okay, you think it's temporary that everyone oh, will end up in heaven? For sure. We said everyone will have in the end in heaven. Wow. And it's only a way to fix you. It's yeah. like our purgatory in, in the Catholic Church. Yeah, we exactly. Have you see you sometimes a kid is not feeling well, you bring a doctor, and the kids don't understand. How come you let the doctor give him a shot, give him an operation, and the child is never, he doesn't understand. But we know. That whatever I give you today, it's only like tomorrow you have a better time. You're going to be able to run, you're going to be able to swim and to play outside. And that's the goal. Mm. It's the same. To say God is punishing someone only for punishment, you have no sense. We really believe that someone have his own place. Every single soul of the Jewish nation have his part. And if he's sometimes taking a long part to go there. But in the end, we know that every single soul is a piece of God that He gave it to us, and He need to go back over there. So, do you believe that there are different degrees of heaven that someone could have a higher place? Yes, that we believe. Not not everyone at the same level. It's for sure. I'm teaching for the last twenty two years. You have some kids. They work very hard, do the homework, listen to the teacher, coming home, listen to the parents. We don't want to hurt anyone. But the reality is that this child is better than another one that don't do his homework, play the whole day, disturbing everyone, disturbing every teacher. It's true, he's a child. But the reality is that he didn't do, and he was not able to do maybe, what I asked him to do. He cannot be a doctor. Why not? Why can't I be a doctor? You love me. Say, yes, my son, I love you very much. But to be a doctor... You have responsibility. Mm. You have to learn. You have to have the knowledge. The reality is that in the end, you don't have the knowledge to be doctor or lawyer or whatever you want to be that you can because you have the, no- the sample knowledge. If a human being have temptation, and we believe that every single human being have temptation, stealing, 
looking what was not supposed to look, say what he was not supposed to say, and in the end, he fought every single temptation, and he became a good man. I mean, a man that you have all the pleasure of the world, he passes time to enjoy himself, don't listen to no one. You want to give him the same reward? It will not be fair. Are there examples in Judaism of people that die and then go straight to heaven without any sure. purification? We have, uh, we have a few stories. One of the main stories, we have this called the Ten Martyrs killed by the Roman Emperor who was taking the place of the Ten Brothers of Joseph because they sell them. And the Talmud say that they will go right away in heaven without passing with no preparation. And we have also a few stories and one I want to share with you is in the Talmud about one man. One man was not a good man. The truth that he was, let's say, going after his desire. And one day, he understand that he passed the limit too much. And he saw that the way of coming back will be very difficult. Then he decided to pray. And you look at the sun, you look at the moon, you look at the, the nature around him and say, please help me. And he understand, we cannot help you. In the end, it's you and God. That in the end, whatever you did, it was between you and God. And he cried, and he cried, and he cried, and he make his teshuva, his comeback. But he cried so much that he died. And he get a voice from God, and he say, you are not only can come to the heaven, but you will come. And he did something that for few people is take tens of years, but he gave it in one moment. Yeah. Because we believe that still we are alive, still we are living, we have, we can breathe, we have the power of changing. Mm. And this person, he catch it. And you know that if I don't do that today, tomorrow I will not have the same spirit. That's why we believe on what we call the teshuvah. Teshuvah means the coming back. We come close to God. We would say maybe conversion. Is that a good word? No. But us, when you are Jew, you stay Jew whatever you do. Jew for one day. Jew for every day. It's not called conversion. It's called a comeback. You don't speak in your own life of having moments of conversion where you're turning to God, that you drifted away, you come back. It's not called conversion. We don't call that conversion no, in, in Judaism. No. It's called back. You come back to God. Come back. It's a closeness to God. Okay, this word is teshuvah. Teshuvah means coming back. Is this word in the Bible? Yes, yeah, sure. Come back, Israel, to you, God. Coming to God. God is here and he's waiting for me. He loved me, whatever I do. The disciple of Baal Shem Tov, it's called Rabbi Israel Baal Shem Tov, that he lived in the 18th century, in the city of Medjibosh. He founded the Hasidut movement. That's called the Hasidim. By the, in, in, this in, has something call. to do with joy or happiness or something? Also. But the main movement of Hasidim is not the happiness. What he found completely and explained and he developed the concept that whatever you do, God loves you. One of his students, of his disciple, didn't have children for years. And after many, many years, he was begging God, please God, send me children. And after 20 years, he had a baby. Miracle. And for sure, can you imagine a guy who was waiting for 20 years to have a baby and he had a baby? He loved his children. And he loved so much that he didn't want this child to walk. He was carrying on, on his shoulder, he was bringing to school, and he was doing everything he can for this child. And the rabbi was saying, this man with this child, it's told me, dear my friend, do you love your child? And the man said, 
Were you joking or what? <laughs> I love this child. I cannot have no words to say how much I love him. You just ask. You just dream about something. And you have it the next morning. Me and my wife, we don't sleep. We're so happy that we go next to his crib and dancing around him because we're waiting for him so much. How come you ask me this question if I love him or I don't love him? And the rabbi told him, listen, you know the guy in the street? That he don't listen to God. And he's doing everything in the opposite. And he want to do everything to put God on fury? Say yes. You have to know that God loves him more than you love your son. God is our father. We say by us, Avinu Malkeinu. My father, my king. The first title that we give to God is not, is our king. It's our father. And the father loves his child more than whatever we can imagine. You know, some people have sick children. They give their life for these children. And you see these parents are devoted for the children. And you see a love that I don't know if we love so much our children the way that they love these children. It's because it's so difficult. And it's because it's so tough. That's why they create a piece of love that we don't have. Mm. And whoever don't have this kind of children cannot understand this love between these parents and this difficult child. The same God when he see us with all the difficulty we have, with all the temptation that we have, that is more difficult today to be a good person than it was a hundred years ago. Today you go on the internet, you take three letters and you have access to everything you want and you don't want. You also can use all the technology to be helping other people you can use everything and the good and the bad. I'm sure that God see and whatever temptation we have, and you know this more difficult maybe, and He's going to give us the biggest rewards because we are able to follow the path of God today. What we are doing maybe thousand or two thousand years ago. What are the main kinds or categories of prayer for the Orthodox Jew? For example, in my religion, we have praise, we have thanksgiving, we have petition, we ask forgiveness also. Yes, yeah, sure. We ask forgiveness every day, three times a day. <laughs> uh, we have uh, three prayers obligatory every day. It's called Shacharit, Mincha, Mariv, morning, afternoon, and night. Uh, basically, the prayer is composed by 19 benedictions. The three first are speaking about the glory of God. Then we have 12 that we ask our demand. Okay. I want to be smart. I want to become close to you. I want to be in good health. I want to have money for myself. I want the rebuilt Zion. I want the Messiah will come back. All kind of demand. And then we have the three that we say thanks to God. That's the, mainly the, the prayer. It's called the Shemona Yisrael, the 18 benediction. Also, if you have 19, but it's called the 18, I will not explain to you to belong. Uh, then we have the holy days. We have the holy days that we ask forgiveness to God. It's called the New Year. We have Yom Kippur is the day that God said, just ask forgiveness and I will give it to you. Then we have the Sukkot, all the caban that you see all over. Festival of Booths. Yes. That's why everybody's outside. But yeah, we make like a tent outside for eight days. Um, then we have the holiday that we see the Torah. Say thank you to God to message so precious that to give us something it's so incredible. The Bible. And then we have the Pesach. Pesach is the time when we say thank you to God who put outside of Egypt when we were slaves. And then when we beginning the nation of Jew started in the year 2448. And we have the Purim when he was the Queen Esther to save the Jews from the end of Amman, want to kill all the Jews. And we have the Hanukkah coming soon, it's usually December, when the Greek want to force the Jews of their belief 
forget about all our religion and that's why he was he had a fight with the Maccabees fight the the Greeks and the Maccabees win. Today in church, we had a reading from the book of Maccabees and they talked about the mother with the seven sons that were killed. Yes, Hannah and seven sons, yes. Was her name Hannah? By our tradition, name? it's Hannah. Yes, Hannah. Okay. She had seven children. She was the prince of the other Greeks, wanting to stop believing God and he killed all of them until she went on the roof and she killed herself. Is that book part of your canon of scripture? We don't have to tell you why. To be writing inside the Bible, we need to be a prophet. And the prophecy was stopped when we rebuilt the second temple. Because we had two temples. King Solomon built the first temple. Then we left Israel. He was for 410 years. Then he was called Nebuchadnezzar. It was the, the Persian kings that destroyed the first temple. We left Israel for 70 years. And we came back for to rebuild the second temple with the king Koresh and Darius that he led as the Jew to rebuild the second temple. Ezra and Nehemiah. Exactly. There was at the end of the first temple and the beginning of the second one. Okay. And that's why the last prophecy talking about the prophet Eli will come back and he go to reveal the Jews and it's the last prophecy we have, Malachi. And then finish the Bible. Okay. Then we have a new area. It's called the Oral Laws. Okay. It's called the Talmud, the Mishnah, the Maccabees was 200 years after the rebuild of the second temples. Oh. That's why the story of the Maccabees are not in our Bible. Okay. Because for these 200 years, there was no more prophet anymore. Mm. That's why it cannot be part of the Bible. So today there are no prophets today? No, today by our rabbis, we have Holy Spirit, oh, yeah. but he cannot have prophecy. So, prophecy need to be controlling the future. It's prediction 100%. You need to be on the level that God is able to talk to you and you need to be clearly able to control what's going to happen tomorrow. When you say it's going to rain, it's going to rain and when you say the sun is going to go back, it's going to go back. But not only that, you need to be on the exact the same time. By our law, explaining the Maimonides, that he let's say the prophets say on the 5th of November, it's going to rain at 12 or 2. And the 5th of November is going to rain. But at 12.05, we're just kidding the prophets. Why? False because prophecy. of false prophecy. Yeah. Let's, say, let's say it was 2,000 years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a declaration of false prophecy. Because prophecy meaning that you are sent by God. God, you have no mistake by God. Yeah. God knows everything. He can control everything. The rain, the clouds, it yeah. can be on the middle of the desert. If you say, God, it will be raining. Yes, that's going to happen. Yeah. And if not... He's not God a problem. Mm. He's a prophet the problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that it's part of the problem of the society today. Yeah. That whatever we have a problem, we cannot assume a problem. Mm. It's a God a problem. That's why we have to change it. You say, no, that God. God said it is, and it's true and it will continue. Yeah. But whenever we have a problem, we find someone is a problem. And mm. we figure out that it's X, Y, Z the problem, not me. So in my religion, Catholicism, we have a Pope. He's the visible head of the church and there's a hierarchy. And the bishops teach in union with him. And they have infallibility. This means, uh, from our perspective, he cannot err when he teaches about faith and morals. So I'm wondering if Judaism claims something as strong as that. Do you claim infallibility? Do you have infallibility in your scripture, first of all? 100%. We claim to have a church that, when it teaches, it is protected from teaching error concerning faith and morals. Do you have that same protection for your religion? We have it, but who today of the power authority. To be no, forget about authority. That it will be kind of um, of ego to wake up today and say, you know, people, I think God say that. 
Do you know the whole Bible? Do you know everything? How come you can say that you're right and once someone that lived a thousand years ago said the opposite of you? That's why by our religion we go by period of time. Yes. This period of time cannot change what in different period of time established, established exactly and we cannot pass that's why when the prophets say nobody can change and also the super rabbi today also you find a rabbi you will know everything but you're too far you're too far from the truth okay. to be able to say what is good or what is bad our job it's more to understand what they say yeah. that to more understand what God say yeah. because it's too far and we have only to follow and that's why we have the oral Bible that's called the Talmud okay. and the Mishnah they explain everything yeah. after this area we cannot add nothing and we cannot change nothing yeah. we can explain what they say and that's what we do every day yeah. we're learning yeah. and we try to understand what Rabbi Judah the, pro, the, the prince say what Abaye what Rava what Rabbi Yochanan all these rabbis say a few words plenty of words and we try to understand what they say. But to go straight, so I will explain to you what God say, it's missing of humility. So when two Jews, uh, let's say, or two Orthodox Jews disagree about interpretation, how can they resolve that? That's what I want okay. to know. The, you have two ways. Sometimes it's only a view on the life. That's not important. It's not, not important. important. I believe A, you believe B. We have to be big enough to understand that whatever I believe, I don't force you to believe like me. And maybe you're right and maybe right because we can live on the opposite side. You have one verse in the Bible say that we have to listen to our rabbi, whatever they tell you on the right or on the left. And also if they tell you the left is the right and the right is the left, <laughs> that you have to listen to them. And he would ask me, Rabbi, are you taking me for a fool? That is my right, that is my left. How do you want me to believe that that's right and that's left? So you're right. But let's imagine I go in front of you and I'm just telling you, go on the right side. And then you start to have the mix up. Is my right or your right? You're usually changing the angle. It's the same. Sometimes we can discuss and we have the both of us are right. It is only the perspective and the position we put ourselves. Mm. That's why you see this view and I see this view. Mm. That's why we have to be enough smart and open-minded to believe that you can be right and I can be right. But that is when you have no effective consequence and it's only debate on the, we're debating on the concept that is, uh, we say, you know what it means, uh, philosophy. By us, philosoph means philosoph. The word with no ends. That's what it means philosoph. That's what we can debate till tomorrow. We have no problem. When it comes to rules, what to do, what to don't do, if it's permitted or it's not permitted. You have a point of view and bring me proof that it's permitted. And the opposite, I believe that is not permitted what we'll do. 500 years ago was one big rabbi he was called Rabbi Yosef Karo and he decided to write a book that he will be the la for every single Jew and he made a book that is amazing that is talking about almost every subject called Shulchan Aruch meaning the Shulchan Aruch translation meaning the table that is dressed that you only have to come and eat and he went with his book and he traveled the entire world and he went to see the biggest 200 rabbis in his time. And they satisfied that from now on, they will follow this book. That's why on the 1550, he became the authority of deciding what will do, what will not do. Why? Because what you say. He was a rabbi in Spain, so it was permitted. He was a rabbi in Portugal, 
was say it's not permanent. He was a rabbi. It's uh, in Israel was say differently, and then he was starting to have different communities with different customs from different law, and we get lost. Yeah. And the worst we want is that if I go somewhere and I cannot recognize my religion, yeah. a religion means I know when I do today, it's a Saturday for me, and the seventh day is the Shabbat. I know in Israel, in Spain, in Portugal, in England, everywhere in the world is the same day today. Also, we need to uh, evaluate with the time, electricity, cars, what to do. That's why we take this book of references and we add to that. And we have in every generation, basically, two big rabbis is usually spread in two big communities. The Sephardic community okay. and the Ashkenazi community. Sephardic means Spain and Ashkenaz means German. Okay. Basically, the two biggest community was in the time was separated by the Europe community, it's called the, the German communities, and the Sephardin is called what's called Spain, it was called all the Mediterranean area. Mediterranean area, exactly. And the two have their chief rabbis who oh. they decide yes or no. Till today, sometimes we tell you it's permitted. It's better to don't do it. But when we need to know, it's permitted? Yes or no? Yeah. With the line, that's why we have each community have rabbi that it will follow. What are the numbers worldwide in terms of percentages? Is it like the Sunni Shia where you have a lot of Sunni and not many Shia? Or do you have a 50-50 split between the Sephardic and the Ashkenazi? I would say it's 50-50. You don't have, you have roughly, you have no b bigger numbers. In Montreal... Number. Uh, Montreal is different because Montreal was the Sephardic community came only very late. They started to come in 1960. But on the opposite side, the Ashkenazi community came much earlier. They started to become in the 1900s. That's why it was more. The Sephardic community is growing. On the opposite, the Ashkenazi community is growing lower numbers. Okay. Because that's a fact, because they pass and they, we, Montreal is more, become more francophone and the Ashkenazi community is more anglophone. But you have, you have Syrians, you have, you have Persians, you have, uh, you have Moroccans, you have so many okay. different communities. Uh, In general, Jews get along with Jews. First of all, I think Jews go along with everyone. It's part of our law. We have to love everyone. Yeah. You have to love your about. enemies. You have to love everyone, not only your enemies. <laughs> I think sometimes it's more easy to love your enemies than to love your brother. Love your brother means someone that he can take you something. And that means what you have to love, that someone is like you. Because what's the most difficult is a doctor to love another, love another doctor. Electrician loves another electrician. Someone is like you. Someone you will be praying the same scenario like you. Someone you have the same powers like you. Someone you have the same force like you. And you need to love them. And maybe you will be in competition with you. Mm. And to don't feel it. That's yeah. more difficult. <laughs> now, I have a quick question about humor. Why are Jews funny? Why? If you look at the last 2,000 years how many Jews suffer from so many different countries, how much they move, how many countries they did, how many programs we pass. We have two ways. Become depressed and say, you know what, enough, God forgot about me. I can't anymore and I'm changing religion and I just fell in depression. Or I take in myself a power to laugh about everything, to be sure whatever it's happening, to look at the good size. We can see the empty cup or full cup. It was a Jew. He was in the camp and uh, unfortunately he had a Nazi that he was very mean to him. And every day this Nazi was bringing him food and he was spitting on the food before to give it to him. And that happened for three years, three times a day. And they asked the, the man, 
What you will do if you'll see this man today? So I will kiss him. So why? See, because he didn't realize that he gave me the food three times a day, when all my friend was only eating once a day. It's a very, very intense story. But that's the life. That's the way. I can be falling in depression, or I can start laughing about everything. Now, I'm just wondering if you'd indulge me and just talk really briefly about each of the Ten Commandments, what it means to a Jew. Yeah. The Ten Commandments was given in two tablets, what okay. we call the, before they invented the iPad. <laughs> uh, uh, they also say that uh, why uh, Moses was lost in the desert because he didn't have a GPS. <laughs> um, we have the two tablets. The first tablet is basically the law between God and us, and us to God. The second part is a Jew versus another Jew. That's what we call me and my friends. I cannot say, I will be a good man, but I will be a mean guy to the society. That is not go together. First of all, you have to be sure that everything you do, you need to be calm and in a good manner between you and God and you and your friend. Because every single Jew, you have a soul. And every soul is a part of God. Meaning when you mean to another man, you also mean to God. Because he's also a part of God. That's why God say, I create a man on my image. What do you mean my image? God, you have no image. God is not a man. You have no eyes. You have no ear. You have no nose. You have no mouth. What do you mean in my image? That God give him a piece of his soul to every single human being. The first commandment is to know that God put us from Egypt. Why? When the Jews left Egypt, that's why there was need to be relation to someone that just happened, that story happened. But the most big answer is because God played with all the nature in Egypt. He played with the water, he played with the nature, he played with everything. That's what he was able to see, what it means a creator. And then every Jew was able to see that God is the main power of the whole nature. Mm. We believe that God is the creator of the world. And we cannot continue if we don't believe that. And he's our, he's our liberator. So the first commandment is uh, believe in God, he's powerful and he can, he can do everything. He can do everything. And it's not only to believe. So many people say, I believe only what can I see. It means nothing. Because when you see, you don't believe anymore. Yeah. You see it. <laughs> you're in front of me. I believe you're here, or I see that you're here. But my church teaches that we know from natural reason, philosophy, we know God exists. That's why we say that Anochi Hashem, I am your God. It's not theory that God is existing. It's a fact. The first commandment will protect our faith, the core oh, of our faith. Exactly. It's, not, it's meaning that you need to be 100% sure, yeah. with no one doubt, that God is it, and nothing gets created with no God. Mm. You have no power. The sun's coming out. It's not God made a sun thousand years ago, and then he's going naturally by himself. No, 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 no. God every day is as the sun to come out and to give us a light, to give us warmth, and he has the cloud to move. Everything is happening today. It's because God asked to happen and he will continue to do it. The second one is because God, he appears to the Jews and he appears also to prophet on a different level. When they passed the Red Sea, the Jews was able to see kind of vision. And I saw someone that was like a strong man that was fighting. Yeah. On the opposite side, when they see him on the Mount Sinai, they see a different vision. They see like an old man sitting, teaching, carrying. So what happened? How many gods we have? One, two, a father, a son? That's different. 
No, 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 no. God is a spirit. You have no face. You have no form. You cannot put me a form. I can take and be appear to you in a different way. Sometimes you will see me strong. Sometimes you have compassion. Sometimes you will see me like a child. It's not because I have a different apparition that I am like that. That's why the second one is to understand that God, you have no face. God, you have no pictures. God, you have no way of contracting a face because is unlimited and whatever you creating a form you have to limit it somewhere is also part of it why we don't call god by his name because the truth is whatever i call something i make a definition of something and definition is a control that's why the truth is that god is the master power the superpower that also name is too small for him because when you say a master then you imagine something that you're a slave you're not a father are you a father or master how who you are yeah. you limit it that's what the truth is god is everything he's my father yeah. he's my brother he's my friend he's someone i love he's someone i'm scared he's someone I, that's why he's have so many names and that's why god have also so many names yeah. that's why give us a name to god is also a certain way give limitation to god that's why we come to the third one to don't give the name and to don't say the name of god for nothing Every time we mention the names of God, we reveal a centract of characters of God. You call him whatever you need. That's why sometimes it's my bank. I ask him, can you please earn money? Sometimes it's my doctor. Can you help me to have a better... <laughs> to help me? And everything is like that. That's why the name is not mean so much. We have to be careful what we say the names of God. Okay. And there's a little side question I have about Jews and money. There's a lot of talk about like Jews. They like money. They love money. They're good with money. And just, what is what is that? Is there a truth to any of that connection between Jews and money? You worry yeah. about money. You want money. Or what is we, it? It's not true that we need money, but we need money like everyone. It's a fact. But what I can say that we have a blessing because what the Jews was able to accomplish in a very short period of time, just go make a tour in Tel Aviv, Jerusalem, uh, and you will see what uh, people can do in the 70 years. It's impossible. You have countries that are multi-millionaires, and I want to say names, and they have money millions of times what a small country of Israel have. They don't have what we have. Mm. We can see the Jewish nation was, after the Holocaust, was a nation of immigrant destroy, mean nothing to be Jew, was almost to be shy that you are a Jew. After what the Nazis, they take away the words human for these people. You can see videos, all the propagandas of the Nazis, the old way to be dressed. It was to take away the nature of humanity to these people. All these people, they went in a couple of years, went back to universities, study, doctors, lawyers, companies, building. What happened with you? It's not human. It's just impossible that we move so much and after so many years and we're able to jump back so quickly and to win so many Nobel Prizes. It's a fact only people don't know. If you know, I was teaching to the police station to give a class and I was asked a very simple question. How many Jewish people you have in the world? 500 millions, 300 millions. They have no idea, no clue. We are only 14 to 15 million Jews. It's a very small numbers. But we have the most Nobel Prizes from all over the nations. I really believe that because we bless. And I really believe that we can do with our money what different people cannot do. Yeah. It's not because we have more money. I really believe that we have a certain benediction with the same $100. What I can do 
different people cannot do. Mm. We have different also perspective in life. For different people to go to Miami, to go to vacation, to go, that is important for them. For us, we're putting our money also a different way. Mm. That's why we invest much, much more in our kids to have a better school, better education, to do everything for our children is a must. For different nations, they would prefer to put a million dollars in the side when they go to be a retirement, then paying private school for their children when they're small. But I say, if you have the money, why you don't try to give the best for your children? Yeah. Why you prefer to go and put a million dollars on the side that maybe, who said you're going to leave another 40 years? Who said that your son is going to be here because you're going to leave money for your grandchildren? And maybe you don't go to have your grandchildren so, today, live today. That's so, why I say it's two kinds. We're spending them more differently. And we have a blessing in the money. Mm. So, would it be safe to say that the family is very important to Judaism? It's central. It's central. That's why the old Passover, the father speak to his son, the grandfather speaking to his grandson. The Jewish religion is based on family. It's not for nothing that the first commandment is to have children. Go for them, multiply. Yeah. God said that in the Genesis, Genesis. and all in Exodus we find to believe in God. <laughs> so let's continue with the Ten Commandments. Uh, I think we're on number three. Uh, so we have believing God, don't make idols. But people believe in idols, not the idols of different gods. It's also on this God. Okay. It's not only to decide that God will be the sun or the moon or the stars or whatever it is. If also I believe that that's representing God, it's forbidden. I read the stories in the Bible of people that had like a little sculpture of a man and that was their God. Even Abraham talks about this. Yeah, exactly. Okay. To his, grand, his father Terach was doing it. Did they really believe that that was the God or was it just more like a statue that represented some abstract... Uh... Both. Because we believe also that we can give power to something. Every piece of creation have a piece of God inside. That's why on a certain level, he also can respond to you. Okay. That's why it's very difficult to know what is God because in the end, everything can become have a superpower because everything is impressed inside of God. And that's why Abraham was saying that you're wrong. We can't believe that because something's giving you something that he's becoming God. Yeah. You can create a power. People weren't stupid. They got a result. They thought that was good to get the result. Exactly. And if they killed their children with child sacrifice, they got something back from that. 100%. Often, or they wouldn't do it. Like you say, they received something back. That's yeah. why he was feeling to continue and I don't want to continue. But it's not because you have results. This means the that we, path, the, yeah. the true path to continue. That's exactly what Abraham was fighting for. It's not because it's functioning that he means it's a true. So God is very patient with us as we do all our stupid mistakes. If God was not patient, we'll have the world completely different. We see so many people stealing. I don't believe you have one nation in the world. Believe that we are allowed to steal. You work hard for buying you whatever you need. Someone's coming and steal it from you. It's very bad. It's destroying the old faith on the society. It's really uh, something that God brings the, the, the mabul, the flood, because people are stealing one to each other. That's why the main sin was the, the stealing. How come you have so many people stealing today that don't get one on the head and that's it? The answer is very simple. Because if you get right away, you have no free choices. If everyone will steal, will die, <laughs> will be sustainable. <laughs> Nobody will never steal. <laughs> yeah? If everyone will kill someone, will be killed by God, that you will no more kill them. But then we become robots. We need to be motivated by love. Oh, exactly. I see your bicycle. It's so nice. I want to have the same. I maybe I will steal it. You know what? No. 
God give it to him. I will bless him. Yeah. I will maybe walk harder, buy my own bicycle. And then every time when I go to walk my bicycle, I will be so proud of myself. I didn't steal your bicycle. I walk on myself and I became a person. I didn't do it. That is the, what God wants. That's why God is patience. The whole world will not be able to survive with no patience. Mm. So what is the fourth? Uh, the fourth is the Saturday. The Saturday is not only a day of rest. Is the proof that God created the world. Why are we resting every Saturday? Because God created the world in six days and he do nothing on the seventh days. That's why every time we do the Saturday, it's like we taking a flag and say that I believe that God created the world. Okay. That's not only one day of vacation. Why Saturday wasn't the tenth commandment and not Passover and not uh, another holiday? Because Saturday is the proclamation that God he is who created the world. Okay. And the fifth one is honoring your parents. And you will ask me, that is the first habit, what honoring your parents have to do between you and God. You were supposed to be, maybe, that honoring your parents was supposed to be on the second tablet yeah. that you have to do between you and your friends. And the answer is very simple, because we cannot respect God if you have no respect to a father. Mm. That's why respecting your father, it's everything is come back from you. All the tradition, everything you get, all the thanksful you need to be. And if you don't know, had to be respectful and love, not only respect, but to have love also to our fathers and a, fa and a mother. Say, father is mean parents. So the Bible say, we will honor your father and your mother, and you will be scared from your mother and your father. Once you say father and the mother, then uh -huh. mother and the father. Because I equal, we don't have to, to play on the both. Um, but the end is that we need to be respecting our father. That's where we go to learn how to respect God. Because abstract, is very difficult. And concrete is more easy. That's why when I know how to act in the concrete world, I will know how to do it on the abstract world. Yeah. That's why I was representing something is above me. My father gave me life. If it was not my father or my mother, I will not be here. And that's why for us, uh, parents are so important. It's the old belief. We say, give an example, what's the difference between Judaism and all the different religions? And one of the biggest rabbis say that many other religions, all the belief is in belief in one man, on one action. This one say that God speak to him. This one say God appear to him. And he say to his disciple, and the disciple say yes, and they see miracles, and that's it. The new religion start. Jewish nation didn't start because God speak to Moses. No, 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 no. God appeared on Mount Sinai in front of six million people. And six million people listen, I am your God. Therefore, we don't have a belief on one man. We have a belief on millions of men. Mm. And what this means? Our father. My father said that his father, that his father was there. Yeah. That's why it's part of the belief that he was not the story. There was millions of people they were present and they were so with their own eyes that God appeared to the Jewish nation in the Mount Sinai. What about the golden calf? How could they turn on God oh, like that? That's a different, uh, I will explain with that uh, famous question that someone asked the rabbi, how come that the Judaism is still continue? So why? 
see, by the law, by the Bible, it say that we need to follow the majority. And that's the law. If you have a question today, you vote. Okay. And we have to follow the majority. Let's say you're a piece of non-kosher meat falling on the kosher meat. And you cannot recognize it. The law is very simple. You have nine pieces of kosher meat, one piece of non-kosher meat, you can eat the tents. Why? Because the majority is kosher, then okay. is toning the okay. minority. Therefore, if you have to follow the majority, how come you continue to be Judaism? The majority of the world is not believe in God. You have to follow the majority <laughs> of the world. And you give him the following answer. So once was a man that he was snowing very badly, and we know my snow in Montreal. <laughs> and it was a snowstorm, and he get completely uh, lost, and he was trying, and he get uh, a small motel, and he gets, please, can you give me a room? I'm completely lost. I don't see the road. He say, sure, sir, we got to find your place. Welcome. They give you a place. Three o'clock in the morning, a fire taking the place. And the whole motel go on fire. And the guy is lost. He doubled the place. And he see five guys running on the left side. And you see a hundred guys go on the right side. And you have a guy say, let's go on the right side. You have a hundred guys. This guy, they don't know what they're doing. Look over here. You have a hundred guys. For sure, this guy, they know more where to go than these five guys. The guy said, you're right. So can you tell me what you see over there? Sure. I see one guy on the front and everybody's giving the hand. They follow the guy. So what you go on the left side? I see five guys walking by themselves. You don't see that these 100 guys that completely blinds, and you have two 100 guys, but you have only one eye that you have eyes, and the rest, if they are blind, <laughs> they follow the guy. So over here, I have five guys, it's true, but they have five guys that are able to see that there are fives <laughs> against one, and not yeah. five against 100. <laughs> so the same when we go to see about the religions, we have to say and to say the following answer. How many people can testimony that God appeared to the Jewish nation in Mount Sinai? Six million. Different religion. How many people can believe what happened? It's one. It's six million against one. We are the majority and you are the majority. <laughs> That's why fathers, mothers, are not only one of the 613 believe, they're part of the believing. They belong to the right side between us and God. Because if my father, I don't trust my father, then I don't trust his father. Then he's not grandfather. They have no more proof anymore that God is mm. existing. And then the old Bible gone the garbage. Yeah. But by me, yeah. how many father between me and the Mount Sinai? My grandfather was born in the 1890. His father was born in the beginning of 1800. And his father was born in 750. And you go 43 times and you're getting to the Mount Sinai. It's only 43 person. That's not much. Meaning 43 person said the same story over 2,000 years. <laughs> Does the, you call it the fifth commandment, right? We call it the, exactly. the, the fourth commandment, but we have a different numbering. But does your fifth commandment also talk about authority, your teachers and police officers and stuff like that's that? A diff- that's it's a different it's issue. It's different issue. Let's say we have to, you have to respect everyone and, uh, that's a it's basic, for sure, uh, but it's not part of the Ten Commandments. Okay. Basically, Ten Commandments, it's what is made the nation a nation. Essential. You, know? you have no more, and uh, if you overpass one of the Ten Commandments, is the same punishment or the same not punishment yeah, than yeah. the other one. What about the Sixth Commandment? Don't kill. Then we're switching on the part 
between men and another man. And it's don't kill of different aspect is for sure killing. You can man. do self-defense. Yes, that's not killing. That's called surviving. The it's principle is life. Exactly. You're defending life. life is over everything. You need to do and you're allowed to do everything to survive your life. And by us, the life is the most important. That's why also someone need to take a medication, need to drive, need to eat. When you're not allowed to eat, whatever it is, and you have to do it. Yeah. Besides three commandments. Killing, you're not allowed to kill to survive. If someone tell you, kill or I kill you, it's okay, kill me. You know why? In the end, one life will miss. Why is it not mine? Yeah. <laughs> Talk of simple calculation. How do you know that you're better than him? Maybe he's better than you. Yeah. You don't know? Yeah. That's why you let yourself kill. <laughs> to believe on different beliefs. So someone say, start believe different idols and do uh, different things that you cannot take because you have to be able to wake up the next morning and to continue life. That's what the second one. And the third one is the immorality. Let's say someone else asks you to have a... Go have a, 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 sex with a, an animal. Sexual, exactly. Or I kill you. Yeah, kill me. What about abortion? Is abortion permitted in uh, If the mother, she is uh, in danger, yeah. for sure, because the baby is not sure if it will survive or not. And the mother, for sure, she will survive. She's still alive already. And mother versus a fetus, the mother is first. But many will tell you, but my body is belong to me and I can do whatever I want with my body. We tell you exactly the opposite. Your body don't belong <laughs> to you. Your body belong to God. And you made a mistake or you didn't want it and you didn't think over it. You didn't, I don't know why you became pregnant. And also sometimes it's very difficult. Sometimes was the most difficult to say is when a child gets abused, let's say, by someone and she have, she could have a pregnancy it can be very difficult. Can we say that we have the answer on every question? I don't have the answer on every question. It will be tough. Yes, it's tough. But because you have a question, that's why it's giving you right to do something that by art is called killing. Your solution is not the solution for me. What about war? Is there, in Judaism, is there an idea of a just war and that there's also the sure. idea of an unjust war? First of all, by us to go to war, it was only permitted when he was a prophet. He was need to have the biggest priest and a king. And they need to ask God and we have to have a proof that God is accepting. Okay. If not, it's not acceptable war. Um, going to a different country to save the world at 7,000 kilometers or 15,000 kilometers, I don't know. I don't say I don't have to read the war. But I am allowed to ask a question. <laughs> and yeah. We have to know why we're making the war, and we have to know what I got to win with that. And do I have the capacity of, after the war, to change? And that's what we call prophecy. We talked at the beginning about prophecy. Prophecy is controlling the future. Because today you take a decision, it's very nice, but you don't control it tomorrow. And that's why we need a prophet. The prophet will tell you, you will do A, and you don't have to be worried about B, C, D, E. And F will come. That's called the prophecy. Mm-hmm. And then we have, don't do immorality. Adultery. Adultery, exactly. Then we have stealing. Stealing is very uh, dangerous, but the stealing in the Bible, talking about in the Ten Commandments, we don't talk about stealing object. We're talking about stealing lives. Okay. Yeah. When you go and you kidnapping people. Huh? Because all the Ten Commandments, he's have connected with death penalties. And we have to don't... Uh, take false testimony on your friends and then we don't have to have envie, you say in French. Envy or... Yes, to do something to get what your friend have. I will do everything to take it away from you. It's not only on the mind. It will be in action. I do action to be sure that this object, it will not be in your hand anymore. 
and you will be in my aim. And also, if I pay you, if I say, let me pay you 100, you know, I give you 200, and then you take the money, that's colossal of you. So, just to wrap up, we don't know who's listening to this interview, but what kind of message would you give in general to anyone that is listening? A message to everyone is that, first of all, is before speaking on someone else to listen what they have to say and to learn. You know, uh, I listen so many things in my life that have no sense. It is because someone said to someone said that it became a truth. Um, and that is very dangerous. Whoever's listening is listening something on the media and someone tells something, be sure. It's only one person. You have no proof. First of all, Make your own search. Today we have Google. Be sure what you're listening. When you're listening the Jews, the Christians, the Muslims, oh, maybe it's not all the Muslims, not all the Christians, maybe not all the Jews, maybe it's a perception of this man, what he saw by the Jews. Remember, the right and left. It depends which angle that you see. You can see someone, some look that killing someone. Say, I see him was killing. Yes, but you didn't see that this guy was protecting someone else. A policeman, sometimes he's shooting, he's killing, but he's not called a killer, he's called a protector. I think that the most important is don't take for granted everything you see. And don't come to the conclusion about what you say. I was, again, giving a speech to non-Jews a few days ago, and they asked me about shaking the hand to a woman, why we don't want to do it. And I was giving me a big speech about it. And I was just was giving one thing. Say, we're living in North America. When we speak to someone, we look one to another one in the eyes. And that's what we're respecting. If I don't look at you, meaning I misrespect you. You know that you have in Asia, you have different culture. When you respect someone, <laughs> is no. you putting the eyes down. And so, why well, look at me. No, I respect you. And you see that the where we're coming from, what is called for you the ultimate respect, for them is the ultimate non-respect. That's why, it's, first of all, you have to know to who you're dealing with, and what is behind and not coming with your own conclusion about what you see. You know why I don't shake the hand to women? It's not because I disrespect you, it's because I respect my wife. Mm. Because for us, respecting a wife is when I have no physical contact with different women. Don't judge people with our culture. We have so many different cultures. Different people live with different beliefs. Different people live with different cultures. Different people live with different ways. But the most important I need to know is in the bottom line, whatever they are, Jews, Muslim, Christian, Buddhism, whatever they are, the in my life is changing something. Did me personally, I can say that the religion was hurting me. Or it was maybe this person hurting me. It was only one person. And to say, all the Jews, all the Muslims, all the Christians. What Christianity did to you? Nothing. What the Islam did to you? Nothing. What did you do to you? Nothing. Oh, you have one guy? And then you put all everyone in the same package? That is a mistake. If you like your worldview, if you think it's swell, if you've got some questions, ask me and I'll tell. All you've got to do is ask. All you've got to do is ask.